The first and best victory is to conquer self. Welcome to the Conqueror Approach, a journey of self-mastery. To cultivate our mind, body, spirit, financial literacy, and allow our light to shine upon the world. Brought to you by me, your host, U.S. Navy submarine veteran and entrepreneur, Musa Mikkel. Let's conquer. Welcome and thank you for joining me on another episode. I appreciate you. And we're going to talk about meditation and stillness. I'm going to get real zen up in here. And you know, I, st- I like starting off with a quote. So here's one by Blaise Pascal. All of humanity's problems stem from a man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone, end quote. That's pretty deep. You might agree with it or not, but I'd like it. I think it's a good quote. Now, what is meditation? Now, I, I, I define it as a practice or a state of being to help us find calmness and mental quiet, improving our feeling of well-being, happiness, and empathy for others. And meditation is not really a big part of American culture, but it's been around since forever. Ancient China, ancient uh, Egyptians meditated, you know, the ancient Indians. They had, they had these meditation and stillness practices that helped them become more aware and understand their thoughts and understand their body better. But there's there's a bunch of types of meditation, and I'll go over some. Now, there's probably more, um, but there's a lot, right? There's there's a meditation practice. Now, everyone everyone probably thinks, well, at least I did. Meditation was just like sitting, you know, cross-legged somewhere, making noises and just hearing bells or whatever and and not really understanding the depth of meditation it's more it's much more than just humming and sitting on the floor Uh, and there's a lot of different types right so the one that we're probably most commonly thinking of is focused attention meditation which is you focus on your breath and you just take your awareness off all the other things on all their thoughts and just kind of focus on your breath and keep coming back to that right there's a body scan meditation which is just scanning your body and kind of connecting your mind to your body because a lot of times our bodies and minds are not on the same same page and we're not we're not really paying attention to you know what our body's trying to tell us so that gives us an opportunity to really try to listen into what is our body trying to tell you, right? Because things like headaches is like a blaring alarm that something is wrong. Maybe you're not hydrated. Uh, maybe you got hit in the head. I don't know. Maybe something, something's going on. You know, if you have some weird ache or pain, if your stomach hurts, like 
those are just signs. Those are just alarms, data to scan and listen for and try to understand what your body needs or wants or, you know, requires, right? There's noting. We're just noticing our distractions and thoughts and patterns to be more aware, right? Just mental notes, if you will. Uh, Visualization, which, you know, most of us probably do. And this can be good or bad, right? This is not just, you know, imagining all the great things you want in life, but it's picturing someone or something and replacing your focus on your breath with an image or that person to focus on for a period of time, right? Uh, Loving kindness is one type of meditation, which is just focusing on different people that you may know or not know and directing positive loving energy to ourselves and to them, right? If we focus on ourselves with just loving energy, that ripples to others, right? There's skillful compassion, which is another type, which focusing on a person you know or love and paying attention to the sensations arising in your heart when you're focusing on that person that you love. Okay, there's resting awareness, which is just allowing your mind to rest and the thoughts come and drift away, come and go. Just allow them to pass, right? There's reflection, which is like asking a question to yourself, like, what are you grateful for? So for me, like, Musa, what are you grateful for? And then focusing on those things. It doesn't have to be big. You can be grateful for, you know, sunlight, the air, you know, I guess those are pretty big, but, (laughs) you know, the wind on your face or, you know, sleeping in your bed. I don't know. Um, But those feelings and and think about the feelings of having that, that gratitude, but not the thought itself. You know, there's Zen meditation, which is ancient Buddhist tradition, you know, sitting upright, following the breath, the mind to just be right, which fosters presence and alertness right? Mantra meditation. Instead of focusing on the breath alone, you focus on a mantra or a word or something of the like. You know, there's transcendental meditation. There's yoga meditation, which there's many different types of yoga, but meditation is part of yoga. Uh, There's Vipassana meditation, which is an ancient Indian technique. And uh, I think the oldest Buddhist technique a practice of just seeing things as they are, you know, as it is. And chakra meditation, right? Focus on keeping your energy chakras aligned. There's Qigong meditation, an ancient Chinese technique, just harnessing your energy or qi, right? Sound bath meditation, which is using bowls and gongs and other instruments to make certain sounds that help you relax, right? So there's, as you can see, there's a bunch of different types of meditation, and they all kind of have a, a different focus, but they're all very similar in, in, in nature. And I, I noticed and made me want to learn more about meditation was when reading a lot of books and podcasts and things of that nature. Most of the successful people I was, I was listening to had a meditation practice. And, you know, I was, I was so new to, you know, the idea of it. 
I was just like every one of these successful or what I saw as successful people had a meditation practice. They either all meditated really early when they woke up in the morning. You know, they had some do at night, some do in the middle of the day, whatever. But they all had a meditation practice, which I thought was pretty interesting. You know, success leaves clues. So I was like, well, if these people are meditating, this is something I need to look into. Right? The most successful people meditate. And not just successful, but the happiest people meditate. The most peaceful people meditate. Right? So there's benefits. There's a lot of benefits of meditation. Not just being some Zen master. Not being a guru, but just truly being present and happy. Which I think is the goal for everybody. Even though we don't, we don't pay attention to it, we're not aware to it. We all want happy. We all want to be happy. We all want to be relaxed. And we try to get relaxed by going on expensive vacations. Going to the beach on the weekends or whatever. Which help. But if you're not relaxed and peaceful and happy internally, that's going to go with you wherever you go. So you can go across the world to some paradise beach to try to find peace and happiness and relax. But you truly achieve that within yourself first. And then being in some peaceful place like that only amplifies your gratitude of nature and how beautiful the area that you're in. So here's some benefits of meditation, right? Cortisol is a hormone your body releases when you're stressed, right? So if your cortisol levels are low, that means it's good, like you're not overstressed. But sometimes we have high stress, chronic stress, which our cortisol levels are elevated for extended periods of time. So a study published by the U.S. National Library of Medicine and National Institute of Health uh, involved students who had their blood tested. Me- their, so they measured their cortisol levels before meditation, and then after four days of mindful meditation, their blood pressure were checked again. And the findings revealed that an average level, or the average level of the cortisol significantly lowered post-meditation and right that short period of time uh so that's good we don't want our cortisol levels to be high because when your cortisol levels are elevated you're and you're in that state of stress right your body actually shuts off the immune system right so that's why stress is linked to more sickness and disease because you're not your body's not really fighting those sicknesses and diseases because it's stressed out. And when your body is stressed out, it goes into fight or flight mode, which shuts off your immune system and focuses on your limbs so you can escape, right? <laughs> or fight. So your immune system is not the highest priority. And then when you're in a chronic state of that, you get sick a lot or you get diseases, right? And another benefit is brainwave activity, which I thought was really fascinating because, you know, it, it's it's one thing to hear uh, benefits of things, but to see actual data of brain wave activity proving this is really interesting. So there's, there's waves, different frequency of brain waves, and theta is one of them. Theta waves occur 
usually in the deepest phase of dreamless sleep. So when you're daydreaming pretty much really heavily. And then there's alpha wave, which occur uh, when you're in kind of idle state, um, kind of moderate daydreaming. Uh, and those brainwave activities, your brain is more active. And when they were, there's neuroscience studies showing the brainwave activity increasing during meditation and after meditation. Okay, so in a, in a 2009 study published by the Journal of Neural Image, Eileen Luders, a researcher in the Department of Neurology at the University of California in Los Angeles School of Medicine, compared the brains of 22 meditators and 22 non-meditators at the same age. And her results showed that meditators had more gray matter in the region of their brain that are imperative to attention, emotion, regulation, mental flexibility, learning, memory, cognitive processes, motor control, balance, precision, coordination. You get the point. All these areas in your brain were more active. So your brain restructures itself when you do this on on a habitual basis. Your brain is rewiring itself in this state. And the more it's practiced, the easier it will be to be in a deep, relaxed state. Not just when you're sitting down meditating somewhere, but throughout your whole day. You know, when you're doing anything. Overall, we become more calm and alert and emotionally aware to ourselves and others. In tuned, right? We're clear-minded, which will all lead to being happier in our day-to-day life. Right? We are able to make better decisions. We're able to communicate better because we are we have more clarity on what we're feeling. We're more uh, you know, we're more in tuned so we're able to identify those things a little bit better. And obviously you're in a more peaceful state regardless of what you're doing, whether you're in traffic, whether you're working, whether you're hanging out with friends, whether you're hanging out with family and you're raising your blood pressure and you can't stand them and you're, and you're about to you know, beat them up or beat up your kids, you can, you can, that meditated practice can just show up in those, those moments, right? The more habitualized it is before you're about to flip out on your, your friend or your family or whatever or whoever, you might be able to take a few breaths few quick breaths and that might change the entire trajectory of your next interaction meditation just helps you being present in the moment it helps you get into a state of gratitude and appreciation which is the highest expression of humanity right live now and don't let a moment slip by unconsciously because life is just made up of our moments And the more moments we let slip by unconsciously, those are all missed opportunities. The more we allow time to slip by and time to pass us by, the more we're wasting our precious gift of time on this earth. And you can practice these things in the car, taking a walk at work, at home, doing the dishes, wherever, whenever, 
meditation is a state of being. So check out check out some resources for meditation. And it doesn't have to be something insane. Right? Zen masters can meditate for hours a day. I think the Dalai Lama meditates for like six hours a day. But you don't have to do that. Because even a short bre- uh, three breaths can change your physiology. Three short breaths with intention can change your state of mind. Five minutes can change your day. Ten minutes can change everything. Right? These short periods of time can help you. You can meditate while you're waiting at a step sign or a red light by taking a few conscious breaths and being grateful that you're still alive and you're you're on your way to whatever destination you're trying to reach. I recommend reading the book The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. The Untethered Soul probably open up a lot of explanation on why this is so powerful and why it can be powerful and the purpose behind it. So you're not just sitting there aimlessly, but you actually understand why you're doing it. And I'm be honest, I've been struggling with meditation for quite a while. I've been knowing its value and its ability to change our health and the state of our lives. But it is it is a struggle to get started. Right? It is it is difficult, right, to start any habit that you're not used to doing. But just do it. A few minutes a day. And if you miss miss one day, it's okay. Just start back up. Don't shame yourself. Just notice why you missed it. Why did you stop? Why didn't you do it? Be honest with yourself and move on. Because that in itself is a philosophy of meditation, not living in the past or the future, but being in the moment. So check out The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. And there's a few apps that will definitely help you get started. I use an app called Oak, like Oak Tree, but just Oak. Uh, Headspace is a really big one that I know a lot of people use. Uh, I've used it. It's a great app. And there's another one called Calm. So check out these apps. You don't even have to check out the app if you don't want to pay for any of the apps or anything. You know, just go on YouTube. There's millions of guided meditations and, you know, videos of explaining how to get in a deeper meditation. And it's a practice. I'm nowhere near where I want to be with meditation, but I know I just have to keep doing it and keep learning and keep understanding the importance of the principles that are taught in meditation. And I wanted to share that with you. I want to share it with you because there's so much noise, so much distraction, so much bull going around. There's always going to be something trying to get your attention. We live in a world where just marketing, there's a lot of marketing, a lot of manipulation. There's a lot of people that want your attention. And we simply can't give all of our attention everywhere people want it to go. We have to take control of that. We have to be mindful of where our attention goes, energy flows. Now, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you.
and have a peaceful day and week and life. Until next time. That is all for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. If you found any value in this episode, someone you know will also. Please share, subscribe, leave a rating and review so we can reach more people, have a farther ripple and a larger impact. Stay grateful. I appreciate you. And remember, you are a conqueror.